Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Vinny Patastivo, an Emmy Emmy Award-winning media advisor and talent development exec. How you doing, Vinny? Yo, I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing excellent. So for everyone who doesn't know, Vinny and I have a three-hour time difference, so I might joke a little bit about uh, him talking to me from the future, but he's definitely from the present time and just <laughs> killing it. Just a, just a badass dude. So Vinny, I am super curious, though, because your, uh, your honorifics title is a little vague for someone who's not doing exactly what you do. So what does it mean to be a media advisor and talent development exec? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of stumble. I'm definitely, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, my, my expertise is creativity. I, I, I'm not a marketer. I'm not an advertiser. I'm not, you know, by trade stepping into the creative world. So for me, so I've, I kind of have to stand my ground a little bit as, as a just as a creative, as a as a pure creativist, even. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but as a media advisor, I help people find ways to stand out, um, whether you're, um, a journalist, uh, an, an emerging journalist, a host, a personality, um, uh, you run a fortune 500 company, you're the face of a brand, um, you're a well-known talent brand. Um, I help people find ways to sort of like leverage their story, leverage the, the ability that they can make impact and, and find the right sort of media paths for them. Um, uh, in, in a world where most people, I think now, because by, by way of how they became creative, by, by way of owning an iPhone, mm-hmm. you know, by, you know by, by way of getting the tools that they became creative, they have a, a sort of a create and then promote sort of mentality, um, create and then market, create and then advertise. Uh, in TV and media, that's not how like I was trained to do it. Like I know the advertising needs, I know the marketing needs well before we even shoot because we make sure that that stuff is entwined and integrated into the like the fabric of the show, so it happens without us needing to make it happen. And and that 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 idea of like uh, uh, not repurposing content but pre-purposing content is something that I really love pointing out to people the importance of not thinking of yourself as a podcast episode or a, a new podcast episode. Think of yourself as a source, not a story. And when you're reaching out to people, maybe a meme account or, or somebody who has a YouTube page and they just like to, you know, share playlists. That's one of my favorite things. I love adding people to my, I can add, you know, you can on YouTube, you can add playlists to your YouTube page. I, I'm happy to add playlists and, and, and use my platform for discovery. Are you kidding? That's like the cool, it's the coolest job. I have the cool, and I got to be the guy at MTV who was like everyone, I was like the first, I was like the first, you know, the first person to ask so-and-so to host and the first person to get to be in the room when this happened. Like I was, a, it's cool to be the first with, with an, in a generation where so much power comes from talent and creativity and creative talent. And that's, it's, um, it's cool. it's cool. It's cool to think that I got to use reality TV to help people claim their stories. And now, and now we can do that with podcasts and we own it. That's cool. That doesn't happen in like American television. You don't own your show after you sell it to MTV or A&E or wherever you're trying to sell, you know, you can sell internationally. That's a different game, but, but, but. so anyway, so I like, I like helping people stand out to be really honest. Um, um, That's super cool. So within, you said multiple, media paths is there a certain one that's like this is where you shine and what you kind of 
you know, 90% of the business that you go into does or kind of what are those media paths that you do? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of loving this decentralized world of like this creator economy, this idea that if I own my content, I'm able to, to um, truncate and identify pieces of content that I can that I can work with different platforms that don't compete with each other. For years, competition happened. There was so much competition on television. That was the only way to get video out to the mass or, or a pretty meaningful story. You know, it was through television before the, before the iPhones and the, and the computer screens allowed for alternative ways to see video. So you think about like all the paths now that exist that have been created and layered on top of television, on top of, um, you know, direct, direct, you know, uh, direct, uh, what's it on demand, um, programming to the different types of platforms that we have now advertising video on demand, subscription video on demand, hybrid, you know, video on demand. So there's like, there's this, they fracture the conversation in, 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 in such a way that it's hard to stand out. It's hard to get discovered. It's hard to be discoverable. And I, I like to do things in development. I like to really take time in the beginning part of the development process to help people identify and figure some of that stuff out so that we don't have to have a content strategy. We could just have like a, a personal you know, strategy and like what I say matters and I don't have to over edit it because I've already, I've already done the training that it's, it's a part of who I am, not a part of who I want to present to be. And, and, and if you remove that layer of, of time, you know how much time yeah. it costs to, to edit yourself? Ooh, Maron. And we need editing. <laughs> yeah, I know, Mike. We need editing though, unfortunately. Like, I think we're learning it now. Like, uh, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's got 30 second, 60 second reels, I think 90 second reels now. Mm -hmm. So like, but we need editing. We need to be edited. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, unless something goes horribly wrong, this is, uh, this, this goes in raw. So it's, yeah, nice. <laughs> I'm down. I'm cool. Yeah. And that's the part though. That's the part that like makes me excited about podcasting now is like, I, I've done the work. I've, I've really thought out, um, ideas and I know how permanent they are permanent. I mean, like what we're doing in podcasting feels social and it feels friendly and it feels, and it feels competitive and it feels, it feels like a marketplace. I don't know if the impact has really, really hit the majority of podcasters yet with like how, how permanent what we're recording right now is and, and how much this will shape how stories and histories and, and, and versions of the truths are shared in, in real time. Like that's, that's cool to think that we're pioneering like another way, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, not, it's not, it's not it's what it is. You know, as I'm going to say, it's not cave paintings, but I can go back to all the different ways we've, we've really tried to communicate and like just the long form narrative in podcasting is cool. Everything else is so short form. I think about it. It's characters, 26 characters, 52 characters, you know, I don't know, it has 52 characters. Sure, no, no, but I mean, it makes total sense. And you're right. Like there, there went from this, like you create your stories and you tell them. And we went from, you know, tribes where it was, you know, we all collectively tell our stories to, a storyteller who tells the stories to organizations now who tell our stories to these big media conglomerates who tell us what they want us to hear. And I feel like the social media and the podcasting, like this wave of decentralized getting back to individuals have voice and that voice is powerful. is huge. And it's yeah. not something that even as podcasters, we really talk about. And even as like, I don't consider myself a podcaster, even though this is like episode 50 something or 60. Yeah. Like, 
Congrats. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Um, Why like, not? Is it is podcasting, uh, being a podcaster, uh, is it just not a job title to you? Is it not a badge of honor? Is it not like a, <laughs> a, a credit that you want? Like, what is the aversion to? It's, I think it was because it's a byproduct of how I meet people. Like my goal yeah. again, like I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan or Seth Rogan or whatever his name yeah, is. That's like, cool. you know, famous people, they, I don't, I don't pay attention to him. Um, but I know he's big and he has his own like multi-million dollar deal for podcasting but like my goal wasn't to be a big podcaster my goal is to make human connection like I'm a small business owner I was a firefighter I do digital marketing I'm a father of two like I have as many titles as I want to have podcast is just like hey I go out on Thursday night and I hang out with some new people and like I explore their stories and I give them some valuable stuff they can hang home with them later like (laughs) and but like yeah. really like that's kind of like the that's way the presenting energy yeah yeah but there's yeah. also the research and the editing and the presentation and the publishing and the, all the copywriting and the sharing and the fact that those these conversations then become part of your conversations also but I, I hear it I hear you I think it's interesting and I'm hearing you on on have the difference between having a podcast and being a podcaster that it's very yeah. possible to own a podcast without needing to identify as a podcaster the same way that maybe um, like some, some podcasters don't like being called creators or, you know, influencers. And, and I think, you know, this actually comes up for me because, um, for financial reasons, there's a lot of money that brands are allowed to send to influencers. So take your podcast, <laughs> you creator, non-podcaster and go <laughs> influence and talk the language where the money is, because they just don't understand yet the value of uh, our ravid 200 download per episode. I mean, you should be so lucky to have 200 consistent ep- downloads of an episode versus 90,000 likes that you got on one TikTok video once two years ago when- It's a huge difference. When the numbers were one out of 50, you know, got that reward. So um, I think that what we're doing in podcasting is ahead of the curve. And I think the people who- are questioning whether or not they should or shouldn't have them, please take the leap and anything I can do to help you. Like, I'm so passionate. It's IP that you own. It's, it's yeah. like, uh, there's nothing, it's, it's hard to create something that, that, that you have ownership over. Even social media content, to be really honest, is a lot of it, the way that it's shared and published, you don't have, you don't retain 100% ownership over it if you're pu- publishing it on Instagram and Facebook. That's not the way that the, the terms of service reads, you know, on those <laughs> yeah. you yeah. sign a sign print. It's all theirs. <laughs> yeah. You saw, you saw that, right. You're, you're the one that's like, Oh, I'm afraid to go. Yeah. Cause you signed a dotted line. That's why, you know, what you signed up for. And now, now they enforce it. That's like the part we thought they weren't going to, Oh, but Google's nice. We think they gave us, you know, docs and sheets and yeah, because of all the work we do for them. That's, that's literally, you know, it's not a free, it is a free tool, but it's free because we work for it. That's the uh, way that they're able to provide, you know, cl- close the loop on that. Which I everybody. love that. No. And like I said, like I do digital marketing stuff and this is something I talk about all the time with people, like with one-on-one clients is that Google, Google has changed, right? Like when Google first came about, their whole goal was being like, Hey, you want to know how old the queen is or what kind of bugs are in Africa? Like, yeah, I'll let me yeah. tell you. Right. And they'll send that to you. And now they've realized that data is important and it's where the money is. And if they know who you are and what you do, like they can keep you on Google. Like Google's job isn't to send you to where you can find the info anymore. Google wants to keep you there. So there's a zero click, right? Like 50% of traffic doesn't go there. You say, Hey, how old's the queen? Google goes, ah, queen's 98 or however old she is. Right. They'll say, do you want to know how old princess Diana is? Do you want to know how old Prince Harry is? Do you want to know where, you know, whoever moved, whoever. 
And that's changed, right? That used to not be there because they want you to stay on Google. And aside from that, right, then they'll give you, you know, the best content they can because they don't want you to go to Bing or DuckDuckGo or whoever else. But right. you're absolutely right. Like the attention and data that Google gets, like, yeah, they're going to give you the world because as long as you stay in their world, that's invaluable. Yeah. Do you know what, as you're saying this, do you know what I think Google saw that maybe they don't get credit for? And it goes back to me saying, <laughs> and it goes back to me. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. I said this um, 12 years ago. I said, no, it's about credits. No, but it, 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 the idea that um, how, how how rich that data point is and that, and 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 you know what, by the way, as, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking now, um, they they saw that people's websites were horrible. Yeah. They were miserable. They needed editing. And what Google saw is that they could provide a better journey, a better experience, a better content grab, a better, you know, way to consume that content than making you go to someone's webpage that, to be honest, in my, and I'm going to overgeneralize, probably was overbranded or underbranded, overwritten or underwritten, you know, all the sort of, depend whichever way the Google pendulum swings on the, the little tweaks that they do to their algorithms. But I know that that those small tweaks matter. Um, uh, one gigantic um, uh, sort of um, advantage I'd love to talk about uh, as we're talking about like just sort of Google and, and podcasting is I, I know that people know how to upload their podcast to Amazon and listen to your podcast in Amazon, but by giving yourself credit in IMDB, by identifying who your editors are, who your guests are, what awards you've, you've, you've won, uh, the name of your production company, the name of all your producers and all your writers, all your copywriters, that that's, you know, you can actually give credit now for pot, for podcasts on IMDB. You, you could not, you can't, could not, and do not, are not able to do that for digital series, only TV and film, like on streaming platforms and TV and podcasts is the new category that they allow on. So I had no idea. Um, that's cool. That, that's crazy. It's gigantic. It's it. You have, by the way, you don't even need to be IMDb pro to be able to um, claim your account. All, all you need is to have a project that's already aired. It's not, you can't claim credit if it hasn't aired yet. Um, by the way, I have a, a link that I put out, uh, audiolinked.com, uh, A-U-D-I-O-L-I-N-K-E-D.com. My friend Ben Courier actually put it together. He he and I kind of like cracked this, this IMDb Google hack, which is you have unlimited video and photo uploads. So every piece of social media you've ever made on purpose or in repurposing your content, you now have another place to upload it, which is am, uh, on IMDb. Imagine IMDb. Imagine, imagine YouTube meets Pinterest meets LinkedIn, what that could mean for the creator economy. And right now Google's pulling from that information. In fact, so much so that here's, the, here's my favorite trick. Um, when you're, if, if you please go audio linked Dot com is the website. If you have any problems, reach out to me um, and I'll help you through it because I'm really passionate about people getting this credit. It's it's crazy how, how quickly it comes up. Um, uh, and, and then it gives you the ability to upload your podcast, um, not hashtag, uh, podcast. What's it called when there's like the second line to your title? Uh, like subheadline or yeah like a sub yeah catchphrase like catch yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah catchphrase and, and it lets you um it let uh, uh, imdb allows you to enter in you know I, I don't know i think maybe like nine or ten maybe an, i have to look to see how many it lets you do but anyway you can put it in as many catchphrases 
to your podcast as you want, which are really, really strong um, data point for uh, Google. And if you are on Google now or listening to this podcast and you want to see if this works, if you type in who is the number one failure guy, my friend Ben Courier will come up because his podcast is called The Failure Podcast. It's all about celebrating your fails. And that was all accomplished by uploading this information and, and getting the credit that was already due to him. Um, and also it's an awesome form of discovery. So if, if I'm a guest on this podcast and people maybe like punked, maybe they go to the punked website for IMDB. They see that I used to work on it and then they go see what I've been up to. And they see that I was on this podcast and then they go to you and they see if our teams work together. And it's a whole way for creators to sort of sniff out opportunity but really get discovered it's about being more discoverable wow. you freaking blew and, my mind like that oh, oh you'll love this anything i can do to help you with this by the way just come down <laughs> that's that's super cool man and i mean you're right too right you talked about podcasts being the new way and like getting more people into it and i think we are still really young within the history of podcasting and what the future of podcasting is going to be like oh, people yeah. are like, oh, the, you know, these people are already huge in this or, you know, any social media type thing. And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's too saturated and everyone's here. It's like, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah. We're, we're you know, the, the, here's the thing with podcasts right now, podcasts are distributed as narrow casts, which is opposite than broadcast, right? So broadcast is I go to a big network and there's a one frequency or three, depending on time zones, whatever mm -hmm. that hit the country. So we're able to send a broad, big message, the entire ultimately globe if we really wanted to think of the super bowl you know on broadcast versus narrowcast where these pods of audio are being shipped solo on like you know rs on thin rss lines and what i think the future of television has in store for podcasting because i worked at mtv when there was music videos by the way i worked at mtv for like three years before <laughs> reality TV. you know i got to put like beyonce in her first film and we, we found Mandy Moore and like I put Andre 3000, like we did some cool things, but the, we, I get the, get a bum rap for that reality TV move. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a, what a great journey though, by the way, but, but still um, to, to, to learn how, how people do that, how, how people can, can, can change their lives, how they can change their lives and they can use an opportunity like media mm -hmm. to, 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 to time that decision um, because it's still a real life decision, but, but what I wasn't prepared for was, and I knew people were going to watch it. I just wasn't prepared for how people were going to perceive it. And that perception of what we were doing is what I see as reality TV. Like I, I see it as you can change your life. And if you record it, then you can change your reality. But if you're not recording it and sharing it, you're not going to change your reality, the perception of your reality. No one, no one has those images to hold on to. No one has chicken tuna of the sea, you know, <laughs> you know images of you or Daisy Duke's images when they're going to buy their, their boots at Macy's. And that certainly helped, you know, the Jessica Simpson brand or, or, or Ashton just being able to, um, I mean, to be blunt, be smart and good looking and do that, you know, without having to be apologetic about it, which is a weird, really weird thing to say about him. Um, the dude is so genius. He's just a brilliant listener, if anything. I've, I've been in meetings with him where he listens, he just, he listens, he takes it in. And one meeting later, it's, it, those are his words. He's, he's now like, he's moved on that thought. And it's just people who can make that decision, you know, who, people who, who, who uh, have the ability to make quick decisions, but slow to change their minds. You know, that's, 
and we have that now and we have the ability to own our podcast and 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 i also like helping people win awards like there's some shame in winning awards but i don't know about you there aren't many solo awards left everything's like you know team this even like if you win best actor you still got the most amount of people to thank <laughs> as opposed sure. to like when the big on oh, the 50 producers go up on stage but I love helping people win awards. Um, they don't even know what awards are available that are out there. The, the, the ones that you don't have to pay for, the ones that you can pay for. But ultimately, there's no one going around, you know, Hollywood handing out Oscars and EGOTs, you know, like you gotta, <laughs> you have to apply to the Academy you have to qualify with your work. There's like a process to, to doing that. And um, I took award winning seriously last year for the first time because I was like in 25 years in media. And I'm like, but I don't have an Emmy. That's... That sounds weird. And then that was my strategy last year was like, get, get some awards, go, go work on different types of projects that qualify for different types of awards. And let's see what we can do. And it was awesome. And I have this whole deck now there's like 50, maybe 80 now, I think awards that, you know, I don't think people are too hyper aware of everything from the obvious podcasts and, and social media, but also down to strategy and marketing and, and even just like ex execution, um, stacking, stacking software. Like there's some cool words that are, are meaningful, I think out there and they're, they're different. It's just like, it's a little bit, just to make sure it makes your LinkedIn you know, profile just a little bit more interesting. That's super cool. And I believe in that stuff. That's, that's the stuff that you need that in the room. I've seen it when every, every, at the end, there's 15 of the same option. And it comes down to like someone's email address because they think it's funny. And that's the, go <laughs> the golden sign. You know what I mean? But that's what it is. It's like throwing out as many Easter eggs as you can to be as discoverable as possible. And, and constantly, I hate to tell you, once you're you know, a superstar, you got to keep doing it. You got to you got to get the star on the sidewalk. You got to get, you know, the bill, but you still got to do it. You still have to be discoverable. So um, that's just, you know, time, time is a vicious beast when it comes to that. I'll tell you, our memory is woof, <laughs> the amount of screens that hits us. And then the amount of things we're doing at any given moment, time is not kind to us in this, in this world of, uh, storytelling and storytellers. It's really not. No, for sure. And so you also said that you do talent development, right? So yeah. how does that work within helping people with the, get, getting that media path? Yeah, so so uh, a lot of times people have their mind or their um, heart set on a goal, mm -hmm. and I think that I am in a position where I can help them get to that goal through by developing their talents, and that can be public speaking, that can be um, being a better communicator as um, uh, as a CEO, it could be uh, being a better spokesperson for your brand on on networks like QVC, or even just being um, more relatable and and opening up to like morning shows and doing the Today Show. And so just really de developing these these you know I, I guess you would say these ROIs on different personality traits, talent traits, so that they're symbiotic, um, so that you can have a music career and a fashion career, and you can you know, um, be a mom and you can, you can have all of these things and exist and it not get confusing. Um, and, and, and I still have control over that narrative. Otherwise I feel, it feels like a lot of give and that there used to sort of be a lot of depletion and, um, burnout, you know, that I, I I've seen from people who haven't really taken the opportunity to, to dig down and develop those talents, those, those innate talents or or the ones that we need to go out and learn as well um 
And some, some of that, by the way, the coolest thing is like, what is that? So like, what does that really mean? Maybe you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was like, going to get there, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So like I, I have an awesome client named Peter Thomas Roth and he's like a huge skincare brand globally. And he's not a scientist, but he's just like formula driven and he's a QVC champ. And he's just like, he, he was killing it at Sephora uh, late to the digital game. And then, and then prestige kind of got the best of that brand. And then, you know, like when you're a little late, but you're, when you're ahead of the curve and you're late, there's a little bit of shame and showing up a little bit late. Mm -hmm. And then that turns into like, you didn't call for two years. What happened? <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> and, and I got to, I got to teach this, like this guru, I got to literally download Twitter and Instagram on his phone and show him how to take photos and, and, and show him how to use the app in a way that I thought he would find it interesting. It, it, it sounds weird and almost mundane to be like, so you taught, you taught someone Instagram? Yeah, but I didn't just teach someone. I taught someone who, like, who impacted a, a, a billion, multi-billion dollar you know, uh, industry who was able to grow the amount of hours he was getting on QVC. Um, I think I think we were getting like one TSV. QVC does this thing called today's special value. He would get like one a year, and there's only 365 days, you know, a year. And there's a lot more brands than that on, on QVC. Sure. I think I think last year or two years, I we're we're well in the double digits on our TSV days. He just got became a much stronger communicator and was able to um, be more relevant and actually recorded some stuff on his on Twitter live that Fox that that out the CBS and Fox and CNN picked up because he was in the right place, right time. And, and when you're a credible person in one industry, that credibility translates. And I was able to show him how, how to do that. And I just, it's a weird example, but um, it's, it's, it's empowering to help these people who um, didn't grow up thinking that we would have the ability, the freedom of speech, the way that we do and have ownership over content and the level of the level of creativity that we can pour into this now is like nothing that we ever thought, you know, could happen. And I, I have to say something, I've seen it. I, I, I started my media journey in 95, I would say 94, 90, 94, like I'm maybe um, a junior in high school when I, when, when I became a, uh, an intern at the college of Staten Island. And I, I, I wanted to learn how to digitize the tapes. I wanted to be in the, here's my thing. I wanted to be in the control room, but I was terrified of the buttons. Of calling. <laughs> I was terrified. And I was like, but the, but the control room is where I want to be, but I don't want to be prompter. And I didn't, you know, so I was like, I'm going to figure out uh data management. That sounds like my thing. That sounds just about the pace for me. Yeah, guys. I'm recording. It's it's digitizing <laughs> hours of my life. But I saw I saw tape go from you know HD, Blu-ray, DVD. I was the guy at at Wagner College. I was a guy in college who um, everyone was bringing their scrapbooks in, and I was you know scanning in photos in college. Um, I, I would line up the the computers so that we could. Um, I, I went later on, like maybe ten years ago, I, when we got um, iTunes, I would line up the computers and bring in the discs and start managing like, you know, disc ripping and like understanding. I love Napster. I loved oh, um, LimeWire. Lime wire. Yeah. I mean, is this music virus? <laughs> horrible. It's horrible to say, but like, I was so into this idea. I was so in, and then I was, I did have like the infinite blockbuster, you know, account. So I was constantly at blockbuster. I was the guy that was like, 
I don't know, we had these like, you, you got a letter and it was like for one penny or lick a stamp and you can get this magazine. I was the guy who wanted the magazines. Like, I just loved that, that sort of like, I loved being a subscriber. I loved, I, and, and, and I have to say something that experience that I'm talking about subscribing, this is the future of content ingestion. Like right now, there's still like a, what's on TV? Let me go to the, you know, or, uh, TV, TV guy channel is not even there anymore. You know, but let me, you know, there, that idea of like having to go look for content is, is getting farther and farther. You don't even, you know, we're watching shows on Netflix. We have no idea if they were on TV on a network prior to that or not. They're not, it's not even, there's not even a logo anymore that, you know, dictates that, that dictates that or show or, or demonstrates that I should say. So this is, uh, these are, these are big things that are coming our way. And if you can own your content, if you're winning awards consistently, you know, um, if you're constantly building credits, by the way, they're the, the late night shows do this brilliantly. They are on that night because you can't get credit until it airs. They, the, you will see Mandy Moore was on the late show the same night that Mandy was on the late show. Cause that's how important that data point is in media. So for us as podcasters to be able to say that, and I bring up Mandy, Mandy was one of the, um, I got to work with Mandy luckily in, in, in the beginning of both of our careers. Um, so when I started in my podcast, I was like, I got to have you on it because like no one will listen to me. Everyone will just listen to you. And that sounds wonderful to like, it's like my insecurities, like you know, imposter syndrome speaking, getting the worst of me and the best of me. Cause I was like, no one will listen to me. This is great. But, but by, by her being a guest on my podcast, if you go to her, if you watch This Is Us or Rapunzel or any of those Disney movies, anything that she's been doing, um, she doesn't do a ton of podcasts. So for a while, I stood out in the law in a, for really nice until, until she started doing a lot more podcasts and late night shows. And she's got this in her album out now. And like, you know, she's in, she's in promo mode. So, but that value point is big. It's, it's rich. And, um, and the last thing I want to say is, as I like talking about like red carpet in residency, you know, like the Celine Dion moment, like my residency in, in Vegas, we have the ability to create our residencies on Clubhouse, on, on LinkedIn audio lives, on LinkedIn video lives. Um, at those red carpet moments are important in celebrity culture. It, it's, it's the way a media outlet can depend on talking to you. They know you're going to be there. So regardless of, of what happens, they know that they can grab five questions that they know they need to air later that night. And they'll, they'll, you know, have the opportunity to ask you for us, maybe it's just as strategists as advisors. It's, it's having, for me, I have a Thursday at four o'clock um, Eastern on LinkedIn uh, audio live. I, I love it. I, I get so much energy from it, by the way, I thought I was going to be exhausting to me too. It's turned into like my favorite, my favorite, talent development conversation, creative conversation ever. Cause I really kind of just get to think out loud and people, the people that, that, that conversation has attracted has been uh, so fruitful. It's, it's inspiring. It makes me do, I love LinkedIn and I can go on and on LinkedIn <laughs> for creators. Ooh, you, you stand out on LinkedIn. If you are, if you identify as a creator, if you have a podcast, by the way, if you have a podcast, create a business page for that podcast, because the thing that LinkedIn does better than any other social network is SEO. They're, they're, the LinkedIn newsletters are SEO rich. You, the LinkedIn newsletters will show up in your Google search results. That means that you can write one Google newsletter and have the ability to write maybe four or five posts about that newsletter and keep driving I've also that newsletter and, and, and people who follow you and subscribe to that newsletter, they get notified 
that that newsletter got published in their in their in-mail. They also get notified in their feed and they also get a snail mail, like an email sent to them, like old school. <laughs> How do you say it? Old school, <laughs> like in your inbox. <laughs> That's powerful. And you don't pay That's for it. Good. You don't pay for that. You know, MailChimp, what is it, like 0.0001, whatever it is, it's still like 80. I still, I still feel like it's like 80 bucks. I got to pay all the time. I'm like, oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, that's brilliant. Just little gems, just little things, <laughs> just a little things that I'm seeing that are out there. But I'll, cool. Can I say one more thing and then I'm done? Oh, yeah. Aggregation, blog aggregation. So, um, because we, we, we were just talking about like SEO and Google a lot. Um, uh, one of the biggest opportunities that I see in, in discoverability for podcasters, especially those who are already blogging. And if you're not, then you just have to start blogging and then you'll f- fit into this category. But it, I'm, I'm going to tell you something that Google doesn't know how to read, listen. It, it knows music and it knows rhythm. It doesn't quite pick up words and it doesn't know what your podcast is about by its bots. It doesn't have the AI yet. And even if it did understand the words, it doesn't understand the structure, the grammatic, you know, the full AI to it all. Yeah. So, so as, so I use this tool called Q, uh, vpe.tv slash Q U U U. And, um, when people are looking to find a blog post on podcasting, they'll log into their Q and which is a free account for them. And they'll, they'll look for podcasting. They'll see, you know, a blog post and they'll share it to Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Um, and Q ha- gives you the ability to be in that aggregator. So you're, you're now putting your blog in, in, a, in a source rich zone where people are saying, I want to find content about this topic. And, and by making your blog more discoverable, what it does is it doesn't gate people's success in connecting with you. They don't have to know who you are. They don't know, have to, they didn't have to find your podcast. They didn't have to click, stumble on anything else other than they had a need. They wanted blogs about podcasting. Your blog about podcasting came up as an option and they were able to take two quick actions. One, um, which is send right, send right now and publish to those four platforms, or they can connect to their Hootsuite and program scheduler and just schedule out for the rest of the week. So maybe that will be my Thursday post because my podcast comes out on Tuesday. So the idea of sharing your content, you know, um, feels like a very social media um, play, but um, through this, this software, Q, Q-U-U-U, Q-U-U-U, three U's. <laughs> my, God, I, my New Yorkness sure does come out a lot. I'll, I'll have you throw that in the chat and I'll... You, <laughs> when we're you done. talking to me, did you say you... <laughs> no, yeah, but this thing is, it's killer. It's killer because it allows people to find you. They, they discovered you and they took action on it. They didn't need to... <laughs> Uh, probably they didn't listen. They probably just quickly shared it because it, it was, you know, uh, uh, hopefully well-written. This is where I think uh, as, as a creative coach and, and like the, why I do what I do on, on this side of helping creators then is, is, is that, uh, is that, that nuance, which is like, well, is it great? How, how can you make sure that the blog, you know, sort of is, is important. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to take up all our time with that answer, but I got an answer for that. Come back. We'll come back for that. So I did want to touch on something you mentioned though. You yeah. do have a podcast. Yeah. What, yeah what's your cool. podcast name? It's called, I have a podcast and <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. You all said it. Everyone's been saying it for a long time, you know? So I was like, that sounds like, that sounds like maybe what I can call my, I was shocked. 
that I have a podcast was available. Um, and then um, I went online and there was actually a podcast, um, I think in 2012, a bunch of like sixth graders put something together on YouTube. And then I just reached out to them and over the year or so we, we connected. And then ultimately I was able to um, uh, make a contribution and get that, get that username. And I was able to get it on Instagram and, and Facebook. And then you got to be quick, you know, now I'm that guy that's like every, every social media play, you know, be real is out right now. So I got to hurry up and get it on be real or uh, you know, good, good pods. If you're not on good pods out there, um, which shout out to like the best independent podcast app out there, good pods, this like social media meets a podcast player. And if you want to know who's listening to your podcast on good pods, you can find out it tells you, and you can just reach out. It's really cool. It's a really cool service. Uh, and it's a small, it's a small pond. So if you're a podcaster, you have the ability to stand out. Um, for example, I'm not the number one TV and film podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, but I am, or I was, <laughs> the number one on Good Pods for a bit. Um, I haven't posted a podcast episode in, in uh, since November, but I am about to, um, which I'm and which I'm excited for. Um, but we've just been we've been doing the upgrade. We got we got I have a podcast. We got it trademarked, and then we're able to leverage some of that content into a television show, a syndicated TV show uh, on Direct TV. Oh, wow. Um, and Cox and Comcast and, and about a dozen um, AVOD networks, and um, and then and then I have a podcast.com. I launched I launched I have a podcast.com as a way to find uh, independent podcasters. Like I love us, and I'm good at discovery. I'm good at I'm good at discovery, and brands know it. So what I did was create a platform where brands can lean on me to find emerging podcasters that they can sponsor that don't have millions of downloads and aren't, I don't want to have the conversation about advertising when it comes to like monetization on podcasting. That's not my favorite thing to talk about, mm -hmm. but I, I do, I appreciate marketing and I love sponsorships. I'm really good. And, and sponsorships come from talent development. That's from, from, from knowing like pin, pin laser precision, how a brand is going to work with this specific talent or this specific service or this, this specific use or touch point to the brand. And, and that's, that's something that I think that um, I was lucky to get to do at MTV. Like they paid me to do that. Like I was, <laughs> I was the guy at night at two o'clock in the morning out of the clubs with Wade Robson. And I was like, Wade, you should have a TV show on MTV. You should be like <laughs> Wade Robson's dance project. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, would you do it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's, <laughs> this, that sounds fun. Come on in. <laughs> like, I'll never forget that conversation. But that's that's kind of like what it was like. There was no pot when I was at MTV in the late '90s, early 2000s. There wasn't production companies that were structured the way that they are now. Um, that came after, I would say, in like 2007, 2009 is when the the modern production company, like the small boutique, you know, a couple of people own, you know, a couple of hundred people work there and they have studio, you know, blah, that sort of structure was created. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should no, say this or not. It was created yeah. because they took all that money from the networks and then they bought equipment and then they were like, well, we have all this equipment. Let's just rent it to ourselves. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what they did, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so Vinny, who is like the ideal client for your podcast and your show and stuff? Like, Oh yeah. Um, I don't really, I mean, the, uh, uh, my guests have all been people I work with. Um, they're, 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 uh, 
um, they're, they're people whose careers I've impacted or, or whose careers have really impacted mine. Um, but my, my podcast is created um, as, as a way for me to get down on tape and, and to talk about the way that I've created and continue to create as, as opposed to a open conversation um, where there's multiple viewpoints in a specific niche. What I, what I wanted to do was not like, I don't look at it as a guest booking and kind of have a cast. And there's probably about like 50 people that I'm always going to like revolve around. And because those are the people who made me, me, those are the same, the people who I got, a, I got, a, I won awards working with them. And, and I got, I made the first, ep, you know, like, I was thinking of like Mandy. I was like, we made the first episode of Punk. You know, everyone talks about Justin Timberlake crying in that episode. But a lot of people forget that Mandy Moore was the second, the second punk on that thing. And by the way, I'll have you know, they didn't tell me that they were going to punk her because I would, I would have told her in a heartbeat. I'm just the worst. They didn't even tell me she won like a movie award because like Vinny's going to tell her, don't, you can't tell Vinny. He's going to tell her everything. Of course, I'm going to tell her everything. She's like, a 15, 16 year old girl, she needs to know everything that she possibly can around her so she can make informed decisions. That's, that's how, you know, we got to rock. And like, even like think of working with Ashley Simpson, the same exact way. Ashley said that she was getting ready. She wanted to come out with an album. She was, she's so good. Ashley Simpson, what a, what a talented musician. She has more number one hits than Jessica Simpson does. Number one hits. Ashley does. Jessica has a lot of hits, but, but Ashley, Ashley's, consistently been in the number one like she's she's a strong creator and and when we had the opportunity to tell that story you know like what is it like to see I saw it I saw it with Mandy in real life and then I saw it with I got front row to the Britney Christina you know Jessica show and when we knew Ashley was kind of ready for it, it was like this is like this perfect timing and she's so rad and she's so cool she's so rad right like she's so like not what you would expect to be the first, and then that's what was great about her. Um, and that being said, she was everything you expected. Um, but I, I loved getting to, 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 you know, I feel like at MTV before I got there, you know, they were just turning the, the camera onto the audience. Um, I feel like when I got to MTV, we gave the camera to the celebrities. And then in 2007, when I left MTV, I feel like is when they gave the cameras to the audience. And that's when it shifted from like the you know, music adjacent, you know, all, all the programming I did, except for fashion, but all the programming I did always was embedded with some type of, of sort of music or mu music sensitive, music, you know, focused person. Um, uh, but in 2007, they handed it to the audience. And I think that's where you get Jersey Shore and, Tequila, Tequila, and a lot of other shows that that preceded, that not preceded, preceded, no, preceded means before me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's it after me? Proceeded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. I appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I'll you're use good. my big, use my big boy words. Yeah. All, all, all hey, man, you said truncated like super early on, so you won the Scrabble oh. game of. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's fine. I like, I like the word contiguous actually is my favorite word. Oh, like meaning like, uh, so my TV show is 21 minutes of contiguous content. I don't break for commercials. It's just a solid 21 minutes. And then I have nine minutes of um, advertising and, and marketing and, and uh, that the network runs, you know, thereafter programmatically, but it's, it's cool how, how even that's different, that that's a new, 
I, I was excited to, to sign up for and partner with Bespoke TV to, to bring my podcast to television because, because of that format. I'm like, that sounds cool. 21 can like all, all like together and not like melodramatic commercial breaks. Like who's gonna just like play it. And then they run a QR code 24 seven. So that's how they're advertising, you know, on top of that. So there, they are advertising on top of the video. Um, and then additionally, there is um, marketing and, and video um, advertising allocated to the, those nine minutes of commercials, but um, that's cool. I love that. That's that super new, cool. This new version of television. And um, uh, I, I, I have clients that have big shows in small regional areas. By the way, I have a regional Emmy. Um, that was my, that was my Emmy award winning strategy was go for the regional Emmy first before I win the daytime. Um or primetime, which if, I, if I'm, you know, if I, if I ever go back, if I ever want to go back that deep into TV again, although I feel like, I don't know why I feel like daytime used to be so much easier for me, but because it's unscripted, but anyway, um, but that was my strategy was, was to, to, to get the Emmy was to go regional and I, to get, to get a regional Emmy, you have to work on a project that qualifies and also airs in a specific region. And that was like a cool sort of thing to put some, I, thought and energy to and um you know although the goal was to you know win an award the talent developer and me was like well win an award for what and and what are we really going to be proud about winning that award for so um and by the way the project is called red flags and it's uh, it, it, it documents um a woman's journey after rehab so where, where a lot of TV shows start with like the intervention and then they go into rehab and then that's where the episode ends. Right. Happily ever after. <laughs> I don't know, as a, I'll tell you as a kid who's had parents in and out, I'm like, it's never, <laughs> that's not where it ends. Mm -hmm. And what are those red flags that can prevent us from, from lapsing or, or enabling? And I thought that was an important conversation to be a part of. And, that's super um, cool. And that's where it took me. And that's like, I, I love that about, mm -hmm. about the drive to want to, win something and then it's like but what am i going to put my what am i going to put my name on that i want to win for and who do i want to win you know these are these are conscious decisions you get to make at the top of the conversation you know i love that i love that intentionality about that i, I think that's super important and i think you just find friends scripted this has been a blast so far so it's <laughs> you have nothing to worry about there that's, thanks <laughs> No, so, I mean, I, I've been enjoying this. We can go on for forever, but I, I do want to be respectful of your time as well. Um, is there anything that you talked about or that you wish that I'd asked you that you want to revisit? Oh, um, uh, I'm just, I'm passionate. In any way I can help people. We talked about uh, IMDb. You know, that's actually a really, that's a huge thing. If, you, if you're not already on IMDb, and I'm not talking about listening to your podcast on Amazon. If you're, if you're not getting credit as a producer, writer, host, for your, for your, of your, of your own podcast. And you're doing all of that work. You're entitled to, to those credits and you can give them to yourself. That's like a really powerful thing. I want as a creator um, or as someone who, who has a creative project, I want you to like, just let that resonate with you. Um, and there's no shame in this. This only is, is a better way for people to find what they're looking for and you're helping them find you. You're putting that beacon out. Um, so and then cool. I, I love this Q thing, you know, the blog, the blog, the blog aggregator, vpe.tv slash Q U U U. Um, and it's like literally the, it's the coolest and best way to get your blogs about your podcast. It doesn't have to be about podcasts, by the way. Um, it's just a blog aggregator. So you, if you just write blogs, there's a whole set, you know, other, I, I like 
I like purposing it with podcasting um, because of the intentionality of it and because of the discoverability issues that we have as podcasters. Like if you're a blogger, you're a blogger because you know it, Google rewards you with such discoverability. If you're a podcaster, you're like, ah, <laughs> I'm on everything. How come no one, where is every, where are the magical, where are the magical downloads? Like this is literally magical downloads. This is like, a, it's a great evergreen way for people to find your content and keep finding it for as long as you're in the queue system. It's just, it's a really cool growth hack. So I'm passionate about that. And anything I can do to help people out, reach out. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. This is the quickest, this is where you get me like the, the quickest LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, but uh, I'm on I'm on Instagram. I got that. <laughs> well, that was, that was actually my, uh, my next question was where can someone find you? Is there a certain website you like people to go to to be like, hey, check me out or yeah, check out v- what I'm doing? Yeah, vpe.tv is my website, five little letters. So uh, if you want to check out our creator accelerator, um, I've, I have a list of free resources that, um, that the awards that I was talking about. I also believe that people don't know what marketing platforms that are out there. Um, also, if you're a podcaster, sign up for I have a podcast com slash interview like get get featured as a podcaster on our press platform um i'm excited to get i'm excited to get that out there dude i just really appreciate the time and energy about this about this topic it's it's cool to get to talk about this stuff i geek out a little bit (laughs) (laughs) it's been it's been awesome well Vinny, thank you so much for being on subject change and everyone else thank you for listening Thank you for listening to Subject Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. Be happy to to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.